0: Hello and welcome to The Dive, Foria, which is a special crossover episode of The Dive and Euphoria, some weird podcast. I've never, never heard, heard of it. it yeah. uh, I'm Jack with Kobe Azale. I heard and of it. I am it's done garbage.
1: already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am out of here. Yeah. It's off to a roaring start. That's Deficio. That's Dracos on the end. He, they're in Los Angeles. Apparently Rift Rivals is happening in a couple of days. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we figured that's we may as well. Why are y'all
1: acting so confused? Yeah, like you don't I, know anything. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> I don't it's know. Really
2: nice, I think that we've done our <laughs> don't little know, EU confused. outreach program to you know to be charitable to less fortunate regions to give them a chance to you know talk about uh, good League of Legends. It's true. Yeah. Splice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Starting it already.
2: That's, that's one thing I think we can all agree on. But, uh, that's the thing that brings us together. Exactly, isn't
4: it? it's unity. Uh, but. I think you guys are forgetting what happened last year. I don't know if it is the the EU outreach program. I thought this was like some sort of training camp. We're bringing over the farm teams. Let, I'll, if I'll do any a review for talent, you what happened.
1: Maybe. We went over to Rift Rivals, uh, and the whole time that our teams were playing, the mm. Deficio was just shocked, and he was like, oh, my God, this... Complex North American strategy of
5: playing around
1: mid lane. You're telling Whoa. me the
4: jungler can go to the mid lane? They we're like, what? That's, That's not even our guys. True.
1: That's actually and, true. in our <laughs> game's mid and, a couple and, times. Whoa! In
2: our defense, <laughs> that we makes it a
1: two v one.
3: We had never seen that before. <laughs> you know, that was that was really new for us. That was mm. just not something we were used to experiencing. No, it's, but here's the thing about European teams: is they learn something. And then after a couple of weeks, they forget it again <laughs> until someone will do it against them. Because, like, we had in our playoffs, the, you know, the same year, Misfits ganking mid against Fnatic. Okay. And we were like, whoa, it happened again. But then they've all forgotten it
0: now and they don't do it. All right. This episode Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a tough one. We're talking about Rift <laughs> Rivals, and that's pretty much it. But at the start, we have a game that Dracos wants to play of Would You Rather, and we're also going to talk about the Meteos trade. So what is your Would You Rather question Alright, so We have one
2: today. This is a game we played exactly I one time on too. Euphoria. We only have the one this time. It
0: and- sounds suspiciously like this or that. So but it's you called may have noticed, would you rather. They already said we, this before we like we're to
2: live. share ideas in EU. We're big on sharing. Yes. So, you know. Okay. We're not gonna call it plagiarism, but we'll call it sharing, okay? Mm. P- positive terminology. So here's my would you rather. Would you rather be a world's contender on a top team in EU or overvalued on a ninth place NA team? Overpaid.
1: What do you mean by? Because yeah. overvalued overpaid. Is, is overpaid. Very very overpaid, Go overpaid, it man.
4: Give me some numbers here. How much money yeah. am I making in you, and how how overvalued am I? Money in you is day? not
3: relevant here.
4: <laughs> you get paid
3: way too much money. Also, Wait, define,
2: being on a define world's team. contender. Yeah. You go to Worlds. You go to Worlds, and people look at you, and they would call you a world-class mid laner. And I don't mean like you showed up perks. to Worlds. Yeah, yeah, I mean like... Um, so now so I'm mid 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 me on perks. Cap's MSI performance, let's say, or the Perk's MSI performance. Yeah. We only do good at MSI,
3: you may have noticed, with our mid laners. G2 and 8.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: or do you want to go
3: be... Good. On a ninth place NA team. But you're paid a lot. But man. I so think you're amount. referring
0: to a
1: specific EU mid laner. I don't
3: know why you said mid laner. Also, it can be any player. I
1: think you have this rose tinted view of being on a ninth place NA team. They get flamed hard. <laughs> <But> that's, <laughs> like the that's the
3: thing. That's the, the trade off. Do you want to get <laughs> flamed all the time
1: but earn a lot of money? Again, go to you worlds. gotta put numbers on on like how much how much is this mythical NA salary? Yeah. that's gonna be. Are we
4: talking about impact? I'm making a million dollars a year versus more? like
1: because the ninth place guys are not making that.
2: You don't know that? I do know that.
4: <laughs>
1: well, well, This, this is, is the
2: problem is I don't have the numbers. If Kobe
4: has the numbers, it's a lot <laughs> harder
1: to make this. We've already broader. hit a pretty big speed bump here with the yeah. European game. You guys, guys ruined it real hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. So
4: here, here we go. Here we go. I'd rather be the European world's contender. Because the next year I'll be able to go to a better NA team. See, than I knew that was be in the ninth place, and I'll be making that fat impact salary.
1: Actually, yeah, Sven and Mithy are the answer <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> your game there. That's true. <laughs> There's actually
2: a lot of right answers. <laughs> Pretty much every, I think, export recently. Just Sven
3: and Mithy, PoE's a favorite of mine. Oh, yeah. He's definitely going to Worlds. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that team. That's for
2: sure. <laughs> look, guys, we haven't watched any at all th- uh this year. Can you tell us? Poe's still doing good, right? He's still he's yeah. still trucking. He's still. They're doing better this I'll year, man. First first they're two and four. Yeah, yeah they two I'll and four. <laughs> Looking we're... up. International competition worthy. Yeah, then you'll we'll see. Two you'll see. Four you never forward. know
0: what's gonna happen in the NA LCS. Okay, all right. They so, uh sucked. One bit of news that we actually have is yesterday or two days ago, since we're filming this on a Tuesday, we heard that Medios got traded to FlyQuest. And it was interesting only because his first tweet was right after they had gone 2-0 on a four-game winning streak. And he said, I was just informed that I've been going to FlyQuest mm-hmm. and that they don't have a starting spot, so I don't really know what I'm going to do. Then there was a few more clarifying tweets that 100 Thieves executed the trade on Friday but didn't tell Medios until afterwards. And then also Medios is going to be able to compete for the starting roster and 100 Thieves traded him for Onda. So yeah. it's not necessarily a for sure they're doing it for Levi to start, it's Onda
1: or Medios. There's a problem though. Your language has to be more precise than that cuz they did not execute the trade uh, they agreed as he said to on Friday. Friday. Yeah. So they agreed to the the trade on Friday before the weekend. They did not execute the trade. Of course, cuz he was still on 100 Thieves when play. he was playing. Yeah. You can't also, play the trade. But that's where so much confusion came okay, from cuz the fair. original tweet from Medios, everyone uh you know immediately assumes like, "Oh my god, they just traded him out of the blue." But then as the you know hundred these uh, information comes out they're like okay Medios asked came to us yes. and you know yeah. asked yeah. to be traded and there have been weeks of discord within the team you know between players and between coaching staff where they've been trying to solve these issues and kind of it felt like both parties have decided that they should you know split ways but we still want more information and Medios said that he was going to re- release a video a yesterday, but then he was moving out, so we didn't actually get the video in time for this, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm a little bit disappointed so in. So this is interesting to me because this is like the second
2: time this split that you've had tw- uh, players tweet out like information like this before their orgs are able to tweet out information or give context ahead of it, because when, when Cloud9 made all of those like crazy sweeping changes, right, like we heard about it first from Sneaky, right, before we heard anyone else?
0: We heard a, no, it was a Jack was video with after. Reaper okay. that was like a four minutes of them talking into a camera. All right, we're gonna go on cloud nine and then and like it out 30 first. seconds later, there all three XD of the bench XD players <laughs> out. comes out. Yeah, like benched XD.
3: Very interesting from the outside, obviously also not being involved in American sport where you mm-hmm. can just take a player and instantly trade him over. I mean, you can do that in the ULCS too. Uh, yeah, but I mean in European sports. Okay. Uh, you, if, if a player, from my understanding at least, if a player is like a, from a football club has to go to a different team, he right. has to agree to a new, new contract okay. with that team and he can just decline that. He might then get put on the reserve team or something until his cr- uh, contract runs out. But I'm pretty sure you can't just fully buy the exact same and then he has to move, which is not the case, of course, uh, in America where you can actually just trade a player.
4: Well, and I think it's just contract by contract because I've been reading mm-hmm. uh, a little bit, you know, there's discussion about this and some people were surprised that they could do this without, you know, his his permission or whatever. But it's it's like on a contract by contract basis. Right, so depending okay. on what the players have negotiated, some players would have to agree to the terms of the deal. I yeah, understand. I mean...
0: It completely depends on the league what their contract structure yeah. is going to be. And then especially the NALCS where right the Players Association just got formed now. Agents are encouraged in the scene but not necessarily used. Every contact's going to be different. So mm-hmm. I can use the, the NFL as an example. You can trade players in the NFL. Yeah. You can cut players in the NFL. But every individual has different stipulations in their contract. So some of them have a no trade clause. Which means if the team wants to trade them... They have to go to the player and the player has veto rights there's also other contracts with more or less guaranteed money so if you want to cut the player they actually don't get the money or if you do cut the player Mm -hmm. they get half of their salary Mm -hmm. or three quarters Mm -hmm. of the salary Mm -hmm. and everything is unique and i think na is actually similar to that it's just depending on what they actually agreed to because Mm -hmm. there could be NA players that negotiated no trade clauses and there's going to be no rules for or against that and if 100 Thieves wanted to cut them, we don't know what type of guarantees would have existed in Medios's contract. Maybe if 100 Thieves cut him, they have to pay all of his contract. Mm-hmm. Or if they trade him, they no longer have to pay it and 100, like, it's totally variable on the player. It's interesting because
2: I, I just wonder how many players are like familiar with that concept coming into esports because this probably is just, I think nowadays, like, people just aren't ready. <laughs> right? like, this is the first time I think any player has like, looked for that no trade clause probably all across mm-hmm. NALCS, probably in European LCS too, just trying to figure but, out what is this allowed, where can it, else
1: can it be done?
3: I just think what's interesting Thing is that he requested that they went out and, and try to find for a, a different team? So obviously it was not a no trade so case. The actual one?
1: wording in the 100 Thieves statement is that Medios requested permission for himself oh, okay. to talk to other teams. Uh, okay. So when he requests information for himself to talk to other teams, I think the part that Medios is surprised about is that 100 Thieves then also went to talk to other teams about trading his contract. And obviously, 100 Thieves wants to get the best possible jungler replacement, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so they came to the conclusion of Onda and FlyQuest as mm-hmm. this is the best, you know, trade right now that anyone's willing uh, to give us as far as jungler for jungler. And Medios was more thinking, "Ooh, I want to talk to TSM and uh, you know see what's going on with that jungler position
4: or something like that." It's just an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Probably want to
3: guarantee a starting spot, which right. he couldn't now that.
4: And be on a top team, right? You know, and, and FlyQuest, well, I mean, they had a good week, but... And, you know, you might not even get the starting spot, so... Uh, it's in all, all the kind of legalities aside, uh, it is kind of interesting just to see that it's happened because obviously, you know, people expect these things when a team is doing poorly, right? Like people expect changes to be made when a team finishes way lower in the standings than they were supposed to, or when they're, you know, on the verge of relegation or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But this team is sitting in first place. They're one of the most popular brands in the league immediately. They were in the finals in their first split. Like, by all outward appearances, things are going very, very well for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and that is why I think so many people were also surprised by the move. And, you know, Medios is very beloved by fans. So it, it's kind of crazy to see. And to, to me, like, hearing that it was, you know, a one for one trade for Onda is interesting because, like, I, I see that as a straight just downgrade uh, from Medios. And if you're trying to move things around to get Levi in, then that maybe you know you need a
3: top
1: laner exa- then.
4: well or or maybe some day is maybe the best player in this in the league right now this split, he's been crushing it so i can't see them replacing him
1: but the thing is they have been pretty clear about the problems that they've had with medios working with the, the players and the mm-hmm. coaching staff so it's not a oh on paper you know one to one skill like yeah. comparison if you have a player where the player wants off the team and As you know, they said at least, Nate shot also tweeted out about we've been working on trying to solve the the issues between the coaching staff and the players for a long time. Um, If you're not able to solve those those issues, then uh, it's it really kind of changes the perspective that you're looking at these trades from. And it's for long-term success,
2: right? And know, it's not necessarily right now. From 100th these perspective, it's like they're doing what's absolutely in their best interest. If there's a guy who's not like listening to your coaching staff, not respecting or not interacting with the team, and once again, I don't know the specifics, yeah. but obviously, like, you... media's asking to leave is already, like, a clear red flag to any org that, like, we need to make sure we have a backup and we're in control of the situation, because if he just leaves, like you're in trouble, right?
0: You don't yeah. want to immediately bring up uh, Levi, especially with... Well, then they'd have to change their mid laner, too. So they, they if they're going to replace him, they need to have a jungler yeah. who so,
2: is non-important. Unlike another team, right, where maybe you have an academy jungler where it doesn't force multiple changes, right? Like, they're especially vulnerable to this. And then I just have to wonder how bad the team environment is that when you're winning, this changes. Because even if they were losing, right, like, three weeks into the split to start making radical changes to your team, like, stuff has to be pretty bad.
0: Yeah.
1: Also, they're tied for first. C9. Which yeah. is- also, they're tied
5: for first. Yeah. <laughs> I would
1: say one more thing, just like on the business focus part of this trade, um, is that even if it is legal, like in, there's nothing in the contract mm-hmm. that bars you from, you know, trading him off to a team that he doesn't want to go to, that from the player's reaction, the other pro players, is kind of going to lower, um, you know, your standing among the talent in the league. If hundred thieves want to make future contracts and and future deals and stuff like that, people are going are going to consider that. Uh, whereas we have also had teams that have been super outspoken about like, oh, we want to find you know uh, uh, the best possible place and work with the player or whatever um, to to get them somewhere, even if it costed the organization something extra. Um, and that's just something that will affect negotiations moving forward. That's true.
4: Unless the players, though, just get a contract that stipulates they can't be traded without permission, right? Like well, they're I, definitely
1: going to whenever they deal you know, with, with thieves, an, yeah. uh, an organization but, like that
4: now, But right? I feel like every ah. org, like when push comes to shove, is going to put themselves first, right? Like I feel like... You, you, know, you have
3: to think about the entire team. Yeah. Like, in this case here, I fully understand what you mean with, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm scared of 100 Thieves now because they might just like, get rid of me if something happens. But again, because we don't know the behind the scenes, like if a player is requesting to leave the team and you have him on a full-time contract... And you know, okay, this guy will not work on our main team right now. We only have an import jungler on our academy team, so we need to get someone else from Amer- from North America we can actually start. Like, they were probably forced. I don't think it was their first priority to get him to fly a where he didn't get a guaranteed spot and just, like, get rid of him. But they were probably felt as a team pretty forced that they had to find a North American jungler and they had to get rid of this player who was sitting and taking up salary who had requested to look for something else in the middle of the split. So... I actually feel bad also for 100 Thieves in this situation and and some of the, the, the flame they're getting. Because as a team, I feel like you get put in a really tough spot when a player like this, when you already have two imports, requests to leave week three into the split. Like, you have to just get the best replacement for yourself and only think about what's best for our team so we can go to Worlds in this case here for 100 Thieves.
0: And I think the PR comes in in a big way. The fact that the very first we heard about this was from Medios immediately sets the perspective from him. And then you wait for the 100th statement. I've been following all of the NBA free agency stuff, and the number of leaks that come through there are way higher. Like, something's happening right now with the San Antonio Spurs player who's still under contract called Kawhi Leonard, and he says, I want to get traded to the Lakers. But there's leaks saying that he has or hasn't fix things with his coach and that he really wants to come to the Lakers and that you hear everything already. Whereas here there were actually no leaks until after it happened. Because what if Medios requested this in week one? You could hear about it right then. And then it's kind of less surprised. So a lot of those leaks are strategic in the NBA to try and color the organ in a better position or color the player in a better position. And I wonder if that's where we're going in the NALCS. Someone somewhere will tweet, I heard Medios is unhappy or I heard 100 Thieves doesn't like the way the team is going because I think we're going there.
4: And I think stuff like this just encourages the teams to, to wait on telling the players, right? Like you're saying, you know, it colors the perspective from Medios, so everyone immediately is going to sympathize with him. If 100 Thieves first came out and released a statement before they even tell Medios anything, then they tell Medios. Sucks for Medios, but then everyone reads and is like, oh, this sounds pretty reasonable. Oh, Medios, the coaches couldn't get along with Medios, so Medios has to be traded. Okay, well, that's too bad, but that makes sense, right? You know, and it's, it's like, it does kind of start that arms race almost.
1: Anyway, uh, we have Rift Travels coming
0: up. Oh, Unless no, you guys have, so yeah, yeah! You we have
5: more?
1: We have, um, I don't know. There's just I feel like there's there's so much here, mm. and this has been yeah. the discussion yeah. that everyone's just been talking about for the past I think, couple of days. I think okay. The,
2: the trap is that, that this turns into a very
1: big discussion about like ecosystem, and yeah. we will spend all
2: of our time we talking could, about ecosystem. We could
1: move on from like the business discussion uh, and and talk about what we think it means for the team as far as performance. Sure, go for it. Um, which is also like an interesting topic. Um,
4: and they were like... T- how will we do it?" performance at Riff Rivals with the people <laughs> exactly. that we know that they're oh, going to play? Brandini and Levi. They were,
1: uh, Kelby and, uh, and Mark were talking a lot about this on uh, Hotline League last night, but um, it, it's kind of what you touched on, Azil, where you're like, okay, so if you take all the stuff out of, you know, fan reactions and, and what is this going to do for the business and what does this mean for everything else, 100 Thieves now at Riff Rivals, like they already declared they're going to use Levi and Brandini, um, and we are going to take you know, these changes into account when we're ranking them yep. for our, you know, Rift Rivals' top
4: six, I guess. <laughs> They're going to be in the top six.
1: They're definitely going to be in the top six. Top five. Made the
4: cut. <laughs> <laughs> Do
2: you have to sell us out every time you get the chance? <laughs> sure, like, I want you guys to know. Let's lower expectations Want to get some jabs in there just for
4: fun.
0: Rift. See, we're laughing. Rift Rivals will be played on patch 8.13, uh, which is the first competitive patch we will be playing on this. Aatrox will be enabled officio the new Aatrox. The new Aatrox. And I know you read a lot of Reddit. I you're, do. You're someone who loves social The last social media. two weeks, man, I've been reading too much. All writer. of your casting is trying to just either hit the Reddit audience or go, capture them in some way. <laughs> Don't tell them all He's my secrets. He's got a perfect read. It's yeah. all Don't about tell them all my secrets. However, it they felt like it. there were some mixed opinions yeah,
3: were. on Aatrox.
0: What are your thoughts so, on that? So,
3: yeah, when Ray, uh, Aatrox obviously got reworked and he was uh, he was available, within 24 hours, there was a very large discussion going on about how one of the worst. reworks of all time, garbage champion. Everything was wrong about him, and I just—it got into a point where I feel like I've I've read so much Reddit over the last couple of months, and the overreactions have just hit like a new peak. Where, like, if you within 24 hours, as an entire community, or at least based on upvote (laughs) downward system, uh, can start upvoting all this stuff about how garbage this rework is within it just being released like a day ago. I'm just like, what's going on? Like, how is this even a thing? Riot, on purpose, to not release champions like Ramus that you play once and you're like, oh, okay, I have to click taunt on this guy and W you on myself and then I can
0: do stuff. I actually really like Rammus. Yeah, so yeah, funny, but he's a symbol can't powerball and do the
2: defensive <laughs> a, ball curl at the same time, he, so he's kind of complicated. He's a symbol champion. You can flash champion. over
0: people while you're powerballing
3: yeah, for the see, instant knockup. There knock is up. a little
4: bit. So, okay, three Jet's games. That's feeling attacked. Three
3: games <laughs> of Ramus, and then you're you an press expert. press your R and stay close yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah, I know, I know. The rework's pretty complicated, there's a lot of stuff happening, a lot of jumping around, Riven style, blah, blah, blah. I just don't understand how people can overreact so quickly. We haven't even seen this guy being used by good players yet. Mm-hmm. And for all we know at Rift Rivals, we might get an Aatrox showing up, wrecking faces left and right, and the next thread on Reddit is, wow, Aatrox is overpowered, oh, holy moly, what's going on? Like, calm down everyone, learn to play the champions. Then I, complain.
4: I feel like so many people literally just did their first game of Aatrox, and they're like, "Well, champion sucks. Time to go to Reddit." <laughs> and, and they look, build like, Rageblade and
0: Titanic, yeah. Hydrogen. Like, and like the auto attacking doesn't work no more. So,
4: <laughs> so I played about five games against Aatrox uh, online, the, and like four of them, just like the person clearly had no idea what they're doing. It, I was like, "Wow, this champion looks like it might really suck." And then I played against a guy who's uh, on the playtest team and is like high, high rated, and has obviously put in quite a few games on new Aatrox, and. It was looking strong to me, and, like, this was, like, it just was a completely different champion when the person actually understood how to manipulate the Qs and, like, use the E to keep hitting the sweet spot from angles that you're not necessarily expecting, right? Like, start really far away, they start their Q, they dash in, they hit you with a knockup. Once you get hit by one, you can really start chaining it, and, like, the level one damage that this champion can do, like, I, I lost about 90% of my health at level one to, like, a, a Q chain, and, like, it's, it's pretty surprising. The third Q damage is pretty insane if you actually can, like, uh, you know, flash reposition it to land it or e and reposition. Well, most to land of, it. I
1: think most of the complaints have been about later in the game for team fights and stuff because almost everybody I've seen is actually like, yeah, he's a lane bully. He's oh, extremely he's yeah. strong mm-hmm. in lane, mm-hmm. but a lot of the kit is kind of you know geared towards that, um, yeah. especially especially with multiple movement spells, right? Mm-hmm. And any champion with multiple interacting movement spells, like, that's, that's a high skill cap champion. Of course, in a small amount of time, like, people aren't going to be able to master that. And you really do have to play the later stages of the game so much differently if you do rely on things like sweet spots and, mm-hmm. and mobility and stuff like that and, um, and these, like, mini knockups that he has. So I definitely could see... Yeah. Why? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> so, I don't
2: don't understand. I I'm just
3: disappointed.
2: <laughs> I think the day one sentiment is so, like because I played one hrs game and I was like, okay, I can see why. So right you're what a I'm master. No, yeah. Well, I obviously <laughs> didn't go and like you know what? This is awful. I hate this. But like you're right. Like the movement is complex and he feels when you're not used to him incredibly clunky. So if you played only one game and you're like. This is enough information for me to make an educated decision. Of course, your conclusion is going to be this is terrible because there's just no way you can match that champion in a Mm -hmm. single game. So I get it, but also, yes, definitely an overreaction when you've
5: got to remember
2: 40 minutes into a champion or read that someone else has put 40 minutes into a champion.
3: You join in. ADK is also dead. We know that. We've read that multiple times. They do not exist in the game except for the six, seven viable ones. But you know, it is what it is. It's been three weeks. Let it go. I know, man. It still hurts me. It still hurts me.
0: There's a lot of different directions we could talk about the meta, but I'm going to keep taking us back to Rift Rivals. Oh, and yeah, that I'm, tournament. I have, some, I have some fun facts. I want to see if the Europeans can guess this before we transition in. There is a team going to Rift Rivals that is last place in their league at gold average at 15 minutes. Who is that team?
3: Splice, so I feel like you're doing a sneaky splice one. Splice has lost the <laughs> lot. But, but it might be a good team that then wins Lake.
0: There are six teams. One of them is last place in their region. At gold difference, difference at fifteen. At fifteen.
4: I know when I was watching the Splice game, they had like a negative goal it's, difference of 15. But... This is supposed to be uh It's for yeah, everyone. It's I mean, oh, you it's said definitely, the I mean, for everyone. sure. I, I so, like them answering it first because so I know you guys will get it
0: first. right.
2: No, so Splice lost four games and the game that they won against Rocket, they're in a deficit because Rocket took like every single yes. turret. So Splice would be the safe bet. That would be the sure. safe one. But now I have to accept that there might be
0: holes in my NALCS knowledge and I'm like trying, mm.
2: really trying to collect my thoughts and like... Do your teams just int in the early game?
0: I mean, team li- some of them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of teams int in the early game.
3: Team Liquid.
2: No way, dude. No way. If Team Liquid's too good at standard, they wouldn't. There's only six teams to pick from. I, it has to be. Split. It's not <laughs> Fnatic or G2. It, yeah. Okay. It feels too. That safe. makes four teams to pick from. FX, it This is the thing, it feels too obvious, and now I'm convinced it's a trap. Yeah.
1: What do you guys say? Uh, mean- copy our answers, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like,
4: a guess from from NA. It's I, I would say like maybe Echo Fox just because of the hor- like so they had the they had that one went super bad. They also lost a game like twenty to three in kills or something. Yeah. Like there's only been six games, so like one Wait, horrible horrible game like that could, can change everything. You're right. Yeah. So it's it's one, it might be Echo Fox.
0: So apparently Misfits is plus 5,000 gold at 15 on average. Yeah, Misfits is Which is insane. just insane. Insane. Yeah. But they're not After even going. After week one, they levels. were plus
4: 8,000 at 15, I remember. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah they're they very very good. Yeah, yeah, they're winning.
4: For not they making, have already won refriables. They're not even here. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Like. So who is the it, It's Echo Fox. Oh. Yeah, last place in the league trap. gold. So is, is a Not too follow up question. Yeah, Splice yeah. is actually... Well, they're, they're, they're actual gold at 15 yeah. is only slightly better than Echo Fox yeah. but there's like four more teams below right, them right, than you. Right. EU whereas Echo we got a bunch of so punching man. backs down there like, <laughs> yeah. give us the free ones H2K <laughs> oh, oh baby
4: I watched that H2K so, oh yes. baby that is the PC.
2: pinnacle of league and you will say nothing else Zale <laughs> oh, is there the, one horrible Echo Shook Fox game that brings it down matchup? I'd assume
0: that there's like one was, uh, was atrocious so oh, so they won that game but they were like down like and there's also another Against team Lake last was week was all they awful. lost in 20 yeah. minutes. Both of their games they fell, that behind. one was like, like a billion real, was I didn't know how many of them had, but
1: that was bad. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, that was an actual lose lane, lose game because they just lost lanes on oh. both sides of the map and it they didn't do anything for their final Com rest of can
3: it. definitely backfire, <laughs> okay? Yeah, it wasn't even a real funnel. Com that like carries in all the lanes.
0: Rank your EULCS teams one, two, three coming to our travels, then we'll do an A G2 Fnatic spice, yeah. G2 Fanatic splices.
2: Yeah, definitely the same. Mm, this is a
4: big deal. to you, you have, all the
1: time. And he's Consideration
4: <laughs> Fanatic's flexibility. I mean, they can summon Reckless to play Janna anytime they need. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, hey, he, hey, anytime hey, you need hey, Janna to come off the don't bench. Don't be disrespectful. He can also play Karma. Don't shut my man down. was the worst funnel game I think I've seen. They won.
0: One
1: of them. They won the one. They won the Karma one. I have a Though. Um, because also because Schalke th-
2: hard through the game, by the, the <laughs> right. hard, no. they, hard Let's they did not
3: win that game, but but Schalke lost G2. that game. <laughs> <laughs> that was all. The idea was okay, but the execution <laughs>
4: was bad. <laughs> they just stayed on the Baron and
1: all died. <laughs> anyway, Kobe, you were saying something. Uh, plenty of teams have shown uh, success with regular marksmen. You know, very yep. good marksman players Mm-mm. playing Mm-mm. these marksman champions. G2 yeah. shown success. With exactly. Guys like Uzi. Double lift. Uh, um, just get the question out. Have you talked to Fnatic at all about why they have refused to that? I mean, they've type they've, of style? they've come out.
2: Like they said that first week they kind of agreed that it felt wrong, that they generally think that the double bruiser bot that they're playing a lot with all the flex picks is mm-hmm. the best way that they can play right now as a team. Mm-hmm. That said, mm-hmm. we know the Reckless is still playing solo queue, and from my understanding, they're still splitting scrim time with him, where he does play traditional AD carries.
0: Because last Rift Rivals, he was also playing Canon and split pushing. And it was K- the they best thing in the one world. And,
3: and don't get me wrong with that. Then the camp mid thing happened and everything backfired. But Canon uh, also, I
4: think, got nerfed right before Rift Rivals, if I remember. He also got that nerfed was, that was before, before be yeah. that. That was the was only not reason the issue. They lost. The issue was our <laughs> jungler <generalists laughs> didn't <but still. laughs> yeah. want to go mid. Uh,
3: another thing I, uh, from what I've been reading as well is that Reckless said to the team that if if they feel that. Or if he feels that AD carries are not the strongest at the moment, he'd rather sit out then and let Whippo, Mm -hmm. who is better at playing bruises than he is, uh, play. You just said Whippo.
0: Yes. We need to talk about this. Ah, this stupid story. Uh, That's a good story. Player pronunciation is important. Pronunciation. Whippo. (laughs) Whippo. (laughs) Is his name. However... When we were doing MSI, Deficio came to the whole casting team and said, I talked to him. I did. And he said, you don't need to say it's the B. Silent B. As long as you say
4: the Whippo. Yes. Which is just made no, up. Like, no, that didn't ha- his Vettius name was confirmed
3: Bwippo. it. No, because- Vedius no, no, talked no. to yeah,
4: Wippo, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and he goes, No, you ha- so it's with a B. It's Bhippo yeah, with a B. Yeah. You have to say Bhippo. You At can the pronounce it
1: anyway as long as you say the B, which <laughs> okay. is actually the
4: exact opposite <laughs> yeah. of what he said.
3: Ah, uh, next line, Vedius will confirm <laughs> and told you he said only the fishio can say whippo. Okay, also. We
2: that had him on the podcast and said whippo
3: every time. Also yeah, to
2: be fair he told us that on the podcast too. But I have a Bippo. I have a sneaking suspicion that he might just not care that yeah, and as long as what it is
4: he's probably okay with blippo or Whippo, and it's just not That's really why it was concerning. just hilarious though that he's like no 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 you must the It is v is, is silent you must That was pretty it dumb.
2: I, I guarantee this is how the conversation goes like He's like, yeah, Wh- Whippo's good. And Martin comes in the room. He's like, got it, got it, got it. Guys, it will be one way and one way <laughs> yeah. only. It has been decreed. So yes. the integrity of Legends.
0: That's them. basically what happened. This happens to us too. So Fang, oh Echo God. Fox's support, who's not Adrian. He's Fang? The- Fang? Fang. We had been told because player management asked him, like, what would you prefer to be called? And he's like, well, it's meant to be said, Fung. 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 So we all call him we, the whole week. We're like, Fung. They interview all tech on stage. And he's like, yeah, so Fang's been doing pretty great. <laughs> and we're like, hold on. <laughs> His teammates call him Fang. It's spelt Fang. Why are we calling him Funk? <laughs> so we're, we're going to call him Fang. Player names, man, that's tough. We got Xerxe now. That's really tough for How about Uzi? What's, what's I'm important? not going to tell you. Is how to it say the it. or the Xerxe? I know I'm pronouncing
3: it wrong, but he gave up on trying to teach me the name, <laughs> so he, he g- just accepted he gave to say
0: up. He gave up. That's
2: my conclusion. <laughs> we tried real hard to get it right, and it's like, diff- was, was it Cersei?
0: It's something like that, Cersei. It's not it's It's not Zerdi. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not Cersei.
2: Like Cersei Lannister. It's not Zerksei. Like three hundred bad guys. No, it's not that It's, it's somewhere really in the middle. At a, at a certain
4: point, he always you're teaching, pays his debts teaching, <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point, you're teaching a baby calculus. You just have to <laughs> right. give up. You're just like, all right, they're incapable. It's not their fault. <laughs> Call him whatever you want.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm Whippo? calling Cersei. <laughs> Whippo, and Whippo <laughs> is
4: in the house, baby.
0: <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys ranked your EU teams. Let's rank the NA teams. I, TL number one. TL Echo Fox under the Wait, yeah. they're not
3: number one to stand they that tied. We're doing one. Well, we're, we're doing sure.
5: power Our, power, rank. power yeah, yeah, so give
0: me the reason. Ooh. You so guys well, okay, so, get away with yeah. that. Well, because Echo Fox yeah. is last place in gold at fifteen and TL's not. <laughs> That's part of it. <laughs> From
2: for <laughs> for one game. You said it was like one game it's, where they went It's <laughs> all six averaged.
4: <laughs> for me, I, I would say a big reason is like I I look at... So TLS had two pretty bad games. One, I think it was the Vladimir game where they both got... They died level one bot. Mm. And I think that they're just not going to play that style. Like, they're actually really, really strong with the standard style. Um, their other loss was, was pretty rough. That was wait, who was their second loss against? Echo Fox's losses? No, 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 TL. Oh TL. They Wasn't got blasted Golden by Guardians? Golden Guardians. Yeah, my and then they got blasted Golden by Clutch. that it, was a, they lost a clutch. It was the yes. clutch. The clutch oh, one yeah. was the one that made me like uh kind of dolphin a bit beat more. Pretty much it was, that
3: was uh this weekend. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that
4: was just like a, a standard game, but like in their in their marksman games, I have like a lot of confidence in their in their play. You know, as a more standard team, I don't think that they're a team that that is very good with like kind of like the new meta stuff. I mean, at least they didn't look very comfortable uh, with Vladimir against Golden Guardians. They got slammed there, but their three games after, they look super strong. Uh, clutch they lost yeah
1: there's there's no other team especially since we're only choosing between echo fox and 100 thieves yeah um echo fox have been wildly inconsistent uh (laughs) getting blasted as you said in like 23
5: minutes was Mm -hmm.
1: that um and also some of their wins even though they are tied with team liquid uh some of their wins have been on things that aren't really repeatable to me like okay Altec can take Mundo uh, top lane, um, and Huni can play Yasuo bottom lane. But like, how many top laners does Dardock play for his like Rengar top game? It's probably only Rengar top. Like, I don't think they they're able to like Real? choose top lane, choose Talia jungle whenever they want to have Huni you know be in the jungle whenever. I think it has to be like a very specific thing, and and some of these specific things like have already been uh, you know shown mm-hmm. on stage here yeah. for Echo Fox. So. Uh, you know so that. In addition to the fact that they play the funnel, like the way that they, they're super aggressive and like mm-hmm. you know continue uh, trying to force yeah, all like resources that, and in on all tech
2: rough. bold, bold strategy. But so if they're inconsistent and some of the ones that they do have, they're using like one off. Strategies. I think it's safe to mm-hmm. say, depending on the depth of some of those extra pools. Are, did you say they're above hundred thieves? You still put them in second.
0: I mean, there's two hundred thieves, is thieves and Levi and Brandini. And Brandini. <laughs> Liva is insane. you don't believe Liva in Brandini? He's never looked good in the academy since he's been here. He's he's a god in solo queue, rank one on two different accounts. But his academy games have not been great. Yeah,
4: I mean, I, I, communication, just, I just they just haven't. Well, his English has gotten a lot better. Maybe okay. maybe still communication, but like they haven't practiced with them. So like, how how can I how can I really think that this team is going to do super well? And and also someday I think like legitimately has probably been the best player in Spring Split or one of the best players at least in, in the league in Spring Split.
0: Last week was the week where he really performed. I'd say yeah. the previous two weeks he was
4: mad. But... I thought he was still pretty good but any- anyway. Like, I, I think I, probably be- so, their best player. I think probably. he's probably their best player and he's being subbed out. like That yeah. That alone is, oh, yeah. is, a, is a big if, hit. In, in if,
1: addition to all this drama like even though Meteos, uh, you know, is out of the house now or whatever and he's not going to be affecting him for a rip I was <laughs> like all of that stuff going on right before uh, Rift Rivals is not going to be like the, is,
2: the greatest training experience. If you guys lose, we can add Medios Tilt and hundred thieves to the excuse list.
1: <laughs> but I have a question. We already so,
2: have excuses. <laughs> <has> two subs. <laughs> Jetlag, baby. Jetlag. <laughs> Hold on. Um, so if you if you were to make it, so it's obviously one, two, three. But if you had to do like a section tier list, would you call Team Liquid like by far your best, and everyone no. else is pretty far below that, or are these guys actually close to each other?
0: Personally, watching an LCS this split.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is not a good I think way. T- TL and Echo Fox, you would probably combine.
0: Yeah, I would still say TL is probably the best team in NA, yeah, yeah. just based on them being the defending champs, but by no means are they consistent. Well, the yeah, my my team, thing is just like, yeah. the, the most the, is team. there well, like an TSM actual well.
2: gap? Is there like a noticeable gap between TL and Echo Fox just from Rift Rivals representation? Like, is so. are they
4: far and away number one, or is it just kind of close? I think I think they're pretty comparable because, but they just have such different styles, right? Like you look at TL and and when they win, it makes sense. This is kind of how you think you should play League of Legends, or like at least what this is kind of more uh, standard stuff is. When you look at Echo Fox, like a lot of Echo Fox's strengths are just that. Like talking to some of the players, like it's actually impossible to draft against Echo Fox. You have no clue what they're doing because mm-hmm. you know I was doing the lounge last week with A and Biofrost, and they're just talking about they hate Echo Fox. They hate screaming <laughs> against Echo Fox. They hate playing against Echo Fox. Mm-hmm. Because, unicorns of love. Yeah, unicorns because, of love. I mean, it's even more random, right? Like, they did a on Funnel. Like, Hoony could play a Rellia Top. They literally could do a on Funnel. They could put it mid. They do some stuff bot. They actually put everything everywhere. So you have no idea what's happening in draft, and that makes it really hard for them to to kind of pick their lanes and, and, and have an understanding. And I think that, like, that, along with the fact that Hoony can go anywhere and is actually, like, one of the best players uh, in the world, I think just makes them so... Like such highs and lows and very unpredictable. That's
3: so funny because whenever we've had teams doing that, I, we said Unicorns of Love, obviously not the current one. We've got to go back a few years, you know, with Visichachi and Hilly on the team. Like Teams also said I hate screaming against them. It's just troll picks every game. No one knows what's happening. Typically with those kind of teams, uh, they don't actually improve a lot because you don't get to practice... The fundamentals over and over and over, and you just keep relying on, oh, maybe this strategy works now. Okay, let's try this one. Oh, it didn't work. What do we do in the BO5 now? How do we adapt? What do we change? So I really want to see with with this team if they can actually doing the split keep doing it, mm-hmm. but also get a lot of uh, get a lot better as a team actually playing the game consistently because, as you guys already highlighted, right now there's not a lot of consistency.
2: I mean, the good news you know, about League of Legends compared to like any other sport where this probably wouldn't be an option is that because the game actually changes, in theory, you could indefinitely sustain new innovation as your only form yeah, of progression. For sure. right? Especially but if otherwise the meta stays the same yeah. as it is now. Otherwise, I agree completely that investing so much time into just finding these unique picks and these individual kind of uh, opportunities for single games feels... Like just it's a risk right it's a huge investment of time versus learning to play standard which will all probably always be relevant for forever
1: i'll play the other side of it though and if it depends on what your understanding like of these new strategies are and the important part is always understanding why it works not like oh you know i guess uh heimerdinger you know bottom and uh you know whatever uh on top side is is a super good strategy and some teams will be just like, okay, then we just pick that and, you know, it wins or whatever. But if you're, if they're understanding the underlying, like, okay, we're hard shoving here. You know, we're going to be able to rotate on, you know, mm-hmm. these timings or whatever. Um, then I think those are things that you can carry over, even if the pieces do change. Uh, and that even gives you a better, like, holistic understanding um, of the game itself, even if, you know, different pieces are changing.
3: But I don't think they actually fully understand those, like I saw him do with the funnel comp, right?
1: Hoony says that he does.
3: Sure. Uh, <laughs> but I see him do the funnel comp, and one of the things about that is you don't have a jungler. So your solo laners, or sorry, your side
1: lanes, you just should ha- you not have push. have a jungler, he's just busy. He's busy? <laughs> yes,
3: fair. He's sitting and farming mid The same way
1: that a solo queue Master Yi or something has so, been
3: busy over the last five years. <laughs> when you do about. that, and you think about, okay, what's our strategy in the early game? The strategy should not be to perma-push your top lane, because you don't have any help. So when the enemy jungler can just walk top lane to Huni, who's like sitting at the enemy turret, and do like, bonk, well, that's a first plot, then your entire strategy will obviously start falling apart. And like that's the kind of stuff where I feel like they are so widely inconsistent in what they're doing that I can't go into a game saying, oh, yeah, they will 100% know what to do with this strategy.
0: More like, let's see what happens. That brings me right to G2 then. Because now's the time to start seeing how EU and NA match up. G2, they're the funnel gods. There we go. What you guys have to tell me then is, are they funnel gods because no one understands that you can just gank top and bottom lane? Or are they actually doing things to make funnel the optimal strategy? Because we need to now decide, is Team Liquid or G2 the best team at Rift Rivals? But answer the funnel question. I
2: have my So... Here's the thing about G two running you. funnel versus six uh, 0. a lot of other teams running funnel is one, I would do think that they're taking advantage of just being better mechanical players. So I will say that as like a thing to to count against them because they are just sometimes they're just smashing teams that are just objectively worse than them. And winning lanes that getting one v one advantages that you like, once you get it, it's so easy to play the game. But the thing that they do do is when they get mid lane pressure, they are willing to sacrifice a camp and not go full-in on farm to go top lane. Or, well, it's pretty much exclusively been top lane. But in theory, you could go bot lane as well and to help wander out. And, like, that's something that I don't see as much and particularly nice with Kaisa, especially in a Funnel, where you have some form of CC to stack Plasma, Mm -hmm. and she can instantly be in that top lane using the, Mm -hmm. I guess I wouldn't even call it a semi-global, but the long-range ability to travel. So I think that aspect of the way they use Funnel is really good, and makes it more than just Farm Simulator uh, for the game. But I do also think that there's a certain degree of truth in that, junglers have not been exploiting the weaknesses of Funnel nearly enough uh, in Europe?
3: It's definitely both. Like, they do play it well, but a lot of teams also just, like, fall flat on their face when they play against it, and then they don't communicate that perks is coming to their lane or whatever, and he gets a double kill, and you're just like, well, I guess this is it then. Um, But generally, the point you made about, like, when Fnatic tried to play Funnel in Week 1, they did it super passively, where they would never leave the lane from mid, and then they had two... uh, two lanes on the sides They just got like smacked in the face 24-7 mm-hmm. and they just lost like kills and turrets and they could only win if there was a chance of like getting a Baron at 20 minutes to get back in the game like in Schalke. What G2 is the more aggressive one. I think Wonder has become such a flexible player that he actually he used to be the guy who could only push forward and then if that didn't work he would just be useless. Definitely not the case at all like a couple of years later now. Uh, he's much, much smarter so he's not a guy you just like, fine pushing to the enemy turret like Huni did in a funnel comp. And the bottom lane, they just play push comps that actually are really annoying to gank, like when they did Fiddleheimer. It's like you gank Fiddleheimer, you get feared instantly, and there's three turrets, like, do 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 shooting at you, and then they can try and flash away, or walk away. So, they understand how to play it. I don't think it's overpowered. I don't think it's mm. the greatest strategy of all time. I think some teams will try and punish it uh, doing Rift Rivals, so, like it can be like last year. But Jidu... Overall, the biggest thing for them is they've moved responsibility away from a bottom lane that had issues last year when there was a lot of teamfight carries and Yharnam mm-hmm. was a weaker teamfighter carry than last like split, reckless. Last, uh, last, last split. Last sorry, last, year, yes, sorry, yeah, yeah. last split. Uh, and they moved all the attention on perks, mm-hmm. the best player on the team. That is the biggest advantage of them doing Funnel Strat, more
4: than just the strategy itself. Yeah, like watching some of their games, like I, I'm totally in agreement that that's the thing that sets their funnel apart is how they actually aren't just playing Farm Simulator. Like uh, one of the games I was watching perks hits over 300 cs at 20 minutes while also making two successful roams top Mm -hmm. where he kills them and they take a rift herald and it's like that is the sort of thing that is allowing them actually apply pressure i also really like how you know i know yankos brahm is a meme but like (laughs) but but it's just like how how he is not just attached to the hip to his funnel the whole time like he's actually counter ganking top some with wonder as well by himself even without the kaisa and and things like that uh did really make a sense a lot of sense but i wonder how like how how they look because there's only so many picks i think like kaisa is so good as a funnel to be proactive because of the plasma because you can engage like compared to illusion or even as i i feel like so it's hey. like if you take away the kaisa if you take away someone like a Heimer who to me is like the most obvious uh always shove them in and be hard to gank type champion you just drop your altar or whatever when people try ganking these sorts of things like can they still make this happen in, in a lot of different ways? And you know, they did Zyra
3: Khan and they did Lucian,
4: yeah. Braum as well. Yeah. I know so, they have run different ones, but yeah. I just don't think that you can have the same level of effectiveness in in like roaming and affecting side lanes with non-Kaisa. And mm. I yeah, think- I think the
1: specific champions is one advantage though that um, Europe is bringing over here. Like especially things like the Heimerdinger, I think is a great example. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, I've been talking to some of the bottom lane players that are trying to catch up. Uh, with the Heimerdinger experience. Um, and we have um, like some Heimerdinger mains in North, North America like SoloQ or whatever that uh definitely even tried to get uh, oh, some coaching from Heisenkong. <laughs> hey, you've um, tried that
2: before too. I never got a it's it's actually it's a
1: very it's actually a very uh, strong champion right now, but it also has a lot of nuance that uh, kind of bars bottom lane players from picking it up so quickly. Whereas even things like Mor- like Morgana is probably the easiest. Um, for like mm-hmm. one of the bottom lane mages. And then mm-hmm. things like Swain and stuff are, are really strong as well, but they don't have that extra kind of hump that you have to get over to be able to perform like Yarnin does. Uh, you know, who's, who's and he's, by it, the way, a Heima one trick as well. As exactly, that's where Beast. His, his name even came from and all that. But. So,
0: so we talked about Funnel. G2 or Team Liquid, who wins when they play each other? Is it team because Team Liquid has played against funnel? They played against Echo Foxes. That was my real funnel. Here, here,
2: here's my question actually, because I think this is what decides it for me. How do you feel this season about Ole's performance and Team
0: Liquid's bottom lane? It's about as consistent as not consistent. Well, I think Olay's like, been much I, better this split. He's been he was better last week. Uh, I I don't know. He he's he's definitely been better than he was during the beginning of MSI. But I don't think he's actually been that great, personally. Like so, the, the Vladimir game. Or even like week one or two. So for week me, three was okay.
2: If G2 get a good funnel where they get like Braum, Kaisa, I think they'll win. But I don't think anyone's going to give them Braum like ever. It's just not going to happen in draft. And if we end up playing standard, I think so much is going to come down to mid jungle, where I think uh, I think Poe, Alter Smithy would be fine. But I think that what breaks it is when support becomes a part of that picture. And I think we're already playing. We're playing Pike, and you guys aren't playing Pike, and Pike is an insane. No one has champion. played Pike
0: in NA. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I I think really. If Ole is not playing well and if your bot lane, if like Hjarnin gets anything where he can just sit in lane and sit under tower and farm and uh, free up the to roam, I think your bot lane is just going to collapse when we get three people there every like, I <laughs> every mean, minute.
3: It's, it's a huge advantage for G2 if we look at even the standard setup, the fact that you can play mage's bot lane. You don't need to put Janin versus lift on two traditional carries and say, okay, who's the best? Well, that's lift. Okay, advantage, Team Liquid. Because you can nullify the bot lane. You can literally just pick pushing bot lane with two mages. And you're like, there you go. Like, no one gets to mm-hmm. fight here. We just push and we walk away. Um, so, G2, even, even though we haven't seen them actually really show us a lot with the standard comms, they should still be good at it. They will have an advantage mid lane. I, I think MSI confirmed that once again, uh, that mm-hmm. some of the best European mid laners will be better than Pobelder. Um Because they've only really shown us one strategy, though, I think it's really hard mm. to fully rate them uh, going in. But as the Euphoria guy, I am saying G2 Esports, number one. Team kappa. Liquid number.
0: You're two. just like because I'm European. No, I'm no, actually, so All the reasons yeah. I just gave. Yeah. You. Yeah. Okay, no, not go.
2: because we're the. I think that they are the better team right, right now. Right, right now, now,
0: I'm going to favor G2 as well. Oh,
2: biased. Um, yeah, minute, so
0: I biased. What? Huh? <laughs> uh, it's because Ven and Mythi. Clear. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you about the funnel points you brought up. I also just feel like the inconsistency in general in NA, and how slow it felt like they were to adapt everything. We mentioned it before. Uh, Like, even TSM, who's not here, like Grig and Bjergsen were looking up how to do funnels and looking at G2 VODs on stream a week ago. They're like, how does this work? That just means (laughs) that so many of the teams weren't trying funnel. They weren't really diving in to Mage's bot. And even though Doublelift very early on in the process said, I love the fact that it's changing. Bottom lane has just been nothing but carries for six years. Let's do it. Played a Vladimir game, got smashed, and hasn't looked back since. So, which is, by the way, the best thing, like, which could work like he could outplay them with a carry and it's amazing and it's a cool story. But I, I love just, it.
3: I give you to the edge. I absolutely love that fact because I think you made a point earlier about how all three NA teams look different going into Rift Rivals, like mm-hmm. they have different styles. It's exactly the same in Europe. Fnatic are like super bruiser heavy all the time because they've played with Whippo, mm-hmm. uh, not Bweepo. Uh, I'll keep saying it, baby. I'll keep saying it. Um, we have Spice, who's... I don't even know what that play. Like, whatever. What's, what's their style? Okay, can we... Should we just jump to number six in the tier list right now? You Point is... Just... This fits better with Misfits because they, they they play traditional AD carries, but mm. now Spice is here. Yeah. Anyway, they're different styles from the European teams over well, with G2's funnel, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. Fnatic with the Bruisers. And the fact that the meta is allowing these different teams to actually shine with so many different picks and different styles is really cool because it also makes it real hard to predict when they go against each other every time, is a new pick coming out? Or, oh, is that bruiser combat actually going to be super insane against the Heimerdinger and just like beats mm-hmm. the Heimerdinger instantly, bam. Not that Heimerdinger gets played every game, but if it did...
4: For, for me, like, I think on paper, g two is looking better because they have looked more consistent. But the one thing that, uh, like, could kind of throw a wrench in the gears is just, like, I mean, coming to referrals last year, we looked at Fnatic. We're like, okay, this looks so great. No one knows how to beat it, right? And and one of the things that it is... Turns out like,
0: everyone just sucked. It, it, one, <laughs> one of the
4: things that is giving me some confidence more in TL and, and making me think, hey, maybe TL, like, actually is, is better than G2 is just talking, like is talking to some of the coaches and, and the pros who feel that they have figured out the way to actually dismantle funnel and, and yes, like the Echo Fox Funnel game isn't a good example because Echo Fox played it very poorly. Um, but like I firmly believe that the way uh, to beat funnel is like go go full solo queue and you just hard camp a lane and like you hard camp a side lane, you ignore the funnel completely and, and you kinda of blow open the map. And I think that If teams are doing that in combination with drafting like some of the more uh, atypical heavy pushing mids like Lissandra or Rumble or ASOL or whatever, I think it does get very hard for funnel comps. Um, And I haven't seen very many like pro junglers yet. I think like camp top and stuff as hard as you can because you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about a counter gank ever like you can really do the where you walk into the bush you lane gank they flash away they like half you zone them off the turret they tp back you're still there like you know you can do that sort of stuff with some of these early aggressive uh, jungling champions and i think it becomes incredibly hard even if you're not being huni and pushed up at the turret like you can just get pushed off your own turret and as long as mid is having some sort of pushing champion that makes it harder for you know like perks and, and yankos and who whatever to roam up and stop that I think it, you can you can pull apart uh, those compositions and, and CLG did it pretty well.
1: And like I've also said, I agree with a lot of the tenants that you said. But part of the way you described it, I think, um, it reflects on not playing against people that are, that are very good at funneling. You can't mm-hmm. just like ignore the, the the duo funnel, right? You can theoretically if they're only you know focus on oh they're farming the jungle, they're coming back here. Uh, to, to mid lane to pick up these mm-hmm. these minions, but again, a lot of the good ones and, and Nero talked about it for Echo Fox's point of view as well. Um, proactively use uh, you know the Braum and the mm-hmm. Kaiser or something to also affect the rest of the map. So that that only kind of works if if one of the two teams is like sleeping, um, and that's why I'm super interested to see you know when they go against each other and you because it basically requires more people to think like a jungler. Uh, and the jungler mentality has always been like every second is important because every second it, you could on be on making risk money. Risk. You could be making money farming or you could be making an effect on the map through vision or through ganking somewhere. So now, like every single player has to do that. Whereas before, half the time mid laners could be like, ah, <laughs> you're supposed to be here in my lane with my you know guy here. Sometimes I'll go for a roam. Now, like 24-7, you have to have that on your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like both sides of the matchup have to have to be good junglers and the one thing i would say for north america even though like we always import our mid laners and our top laners and and we actually have a lot of very good junglers Mm -hmm. um and kind of the the jungler situation in north america even solo queue is like it's actually one of our most fought over roles uh so i think we actually have a lot of possibilities there for uh you know dismantling funnel in the way that you're talking about I mean, we,
3: we had Fnatic versus G2 where Fnatic actually for 15 minutes did dismantle the comp. I uh, mean, to a certain
2: degree, right? But it just wasn't it wasn't enough.
3: Right? No, but they got ahead. They were like, I was like, okay, they're going to snowball out of control now. This should not work. But then they made mistakes. And perks got to move around and they had a fight over certain objectives. There became a baron fight at some point as well where they stood in the baron pit against like three supports and they all died. And it was not great from Fnatic in terms of execution later. But they got early kills, so it is 100% something you can do. I think Team Liquid will be more successful than Fnatic at actually snowballing those early kills against the final comms. so I think it's gonna be super cool. I just want CG to also play a standard game, yeah. just to see how it looks.
0: We're gonna break down who the second place teams are, but I just received a message that Dracos needs to take a quick break God from the show. It, yes. <laughs> I mean, we have done like 45 episodes here, and no one has ever had to leave Look, in the middle of the I show. A, I apologize. Your yes, first, first episode, not yeah. and you don't know how to prepare look why are you leaving us i'm gonna be honest go to the bathroom before shame. we start shame just, go. just shame. go shame you're not allowed to defend yourself i'm not yourself. used
2: to this man i'm not used to this pressure okay where do i
0: go you okay just go out that door not
3: in front of camera
2: if you <laughs> if,
0: if you don't have, have a badge if used. you don't have a badge someone
4: else will let you back in okay Goddamn amateurs. three
3: people just came running to help the man go to the bathroom
4: he's like, such a one to open the door <laughs> one to hand him some tp and one <laughs> one pull
3: him away from the camera yeah
0: i mean it's such a better show now i don't think we're gonna let him back oh in.
3: thank god yeah, All
0: right. let's talk about like na only space. kobe i never got your is tl who would you favor tl or g2 they're gonna
1: play once in the group stage oh i've been fav- i've been favoring uh, G- <laughs> g2 man, it's
0: we did this last time where this everyone said go really wrong. you favor tl yeah. I, you initially said G two, but then you gave G2, a lot of reasons. G two
4: on paper, but like okay. you know, when I'm just looking at it initially. Mm-hmm. But I do think from talking to some of the players and the coaches, yeah. they're confident that they can dismantle yeah, funnel. Yeah, yeah, some of the uh, coaches, I, I talked to G2, Kane, and, and he's
1: like, "Yeah, Team Liquid, like we're going to do really well." I wasn't even Kane.
4: <laughs> so I'm putting my faith in some of these guys, oh. and this way, if what I'm are you wrong, they're trying to sabotage us. They're wrong.
0: I want to go over <laughs> the format. Fault,
4: not my fault. I actually
0: want to go over format because there's some cool stuff, and it's really yeah hard to find exactly what's happening. So. Uh, whenever, by the way, so it's a s- essentially single round robin, like every EU team plays every NA team once. Yes. But when the number one seed plays the number one seed or 2-2-3-3, two, two, three, three, there's a 2v2 game to essentially decide side selection uh, for that game. So when Team Liquid plays against Fnatic, who are both the number one seeds, they have a little mini game and then you get to see who cracks out the Jana. And then two days of group stage and then the finals is, we've said it's a relay race. But in very few places do we actually describe what a relay race is. Mm. So we did some digging. We actually found out what it was. The team that has the higher seed in group stage gets to counterpick the opponent at the start. So let's say theoretically NA wins group stage since there's more NA people here. We're not even going to acknowledge... No, no, he's J-Bus. not here. Keep going. Uh, Except
1: by saying that you just did. He broke my flow, Kobe. Shame. <laughs>
0: shame, shame. Get the, the bell, so it's fine. EU's going to say, okay, first game, we're going to throw out Splice. Yes. They have to play all three teams eventually. Yes. Once they see Splice is there, NA gets to decide which team gets to play Splice If they think 100 Thieves Because we won the good, group stage. Because we won the group yep. stage, obviously. And mm-hmm. it was free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all three of those games happen. If it's 3-0, the best of five is over. If it goes on to a fourth game, then everyone's allowed to essentially play again. And the teams blindly send the team to the stage that doesn't get to be counterpicked. And then if game five happens, they get to blindly send the teams that didn't play in game four.
3: And there was some misunderstandings among some of the pro players. The last few games of the final are not blind picks in champ select. (laughs) Just (laughs) blind picks in which team
0: will face... They've the spent the like team. a week practicing these blind <laughs> oh. pick team comps. I just
3: saw some very excited players. I mean, They're like, oh, Yo, we might get to blind pick oh one, but like that's not what I mean, it we, is. Maybe
0: we, uh, we send in a rule request and say game five would be blind pick. Who knows? Oh Could man. happen.
3: Uh, also really fun, it will be the first time on the caster desk that whoever starts casting the final might not finish casting it because it's being swapped in and out with all the different Much games like the happening. teams. Yeah. Much like the teams. That's exciting. That's going to be crazy. Well,
4: they for sure won't finish it because I think for the final people are only casting Oh, the it's gonna be- oh, they're only doing two. Yeah, oh. Uh, yeah. oh, baby. Yeah, so it's going to be the hot swap. But uh the the 2v2 stuff is pretty interesting to me because mm-hmm. um, I did the lounge with 6A and Bio Frost this last weekend and, and Double stopped by so I was kind of talking to them a little bit about it and and like... I think people are picturing, oh my God, finally, we're going to get to see like Reckless versus Doublelift on Lucian, you know, and Draven nope. and whatever. It's 2v2. Well, it, it's 2v2, but I mean, it's it's also, we might not get Marksman at all. Like, you mm-hmm. could be playing some Super Cheese stuff like Pantheon Jarvan with Ignite Exhaust or whatever, right? Like, You have to think about one v one when we did some of those before. I remember, you know, uh, some of the Russian players. I I think it was was Kira brought in like Grasp Caitlin a year or two ago and was like doing really well with that. So it's like this is not necessarily what it's it's a a standard laning phase Mm -hmm. that you're used to seeing. Um, You could do like. I don't know if, if our rules are, are to 100 CS. I believe that you can well, do that. Yeah, it's so Howling do,
0: Abyss as well, so there's Brush.
4: Yeah, so like you could do Zyra and Ziggs or whatever and, and never actually fight and just try to win on minions, right? Like, there's, there's all kinds of different strategies yeah. that you can go for, so... I'm pretty interested yeah. to see what people are even going to bring out, and also how seriously people took this. Because I, I guarantee you, there's going to be at least one like super try hard bot lane who has been like figured out the like the theory crafted strategy, and that- then others might just kind of roll in with like. I am playing press the attack Lucian and get It's playing. two
0: kills, 100 minion hits, or oh, turrets Oh, two kills? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a 2v2. Well, a lot of so, these
1: players have been to All-Stars, so like they, yeah. they know it's a very different <clears throat> game. Like, the, But how much practice are they have There's no jungler, so it's just about being the lane bully, yep. right? The downside
2: on this one for me is that like if people take it seriously I just feel like it's going to be that that Caitlyn meta where people just unless someone blatantly makes a mistake they're just going to slow Caitlyn farm. you can do it uh, all in Caitlyn baby. is
1: garbage right now what are no you talking about
2: no no, no no I mean yeah sure but like they'll find that Caitlyn equivalent right where I it's a it's champion where you, you literally like just afk farm or just afk push right yeah but the, the best part about these matchups at all stars was like when we found out that Mata is a good Yasuo player like that was the <laughs> best right we and can so, also have those agreements and that's what I mean that's kind of what I'm hoping yeah. from the tone because I, like, I know that this is important that it has implications on the rest of the tournament and I do want to see who's the best 2v2 but I also like want to see who's the best 2v2 with not two champions that just AFK push right I want yeah. like I want some fighting I want some bruisers
3: it's actually really hard to predict how serious teams take yeah. Rift rivals as a whole, because mm-hmm. like you can rank them all you want, but if one team has been on holiday for five days and then go on stage, maybe they're bad. <laughs> like I'm not sure, yeah, but well,
0: I mean, we saw we thought this last year. How serious do the EU teams take it? Because it felt pretty serious. It felt serious, serious last yeah. year because the you understand that the whole EU audience and the whole NA audience is watching you, so it's <laughs> a larger game, you get flamed if you suck, you get praised if you win. So those things do matter. And your competitor. Like, once you
3: sit on stage, and unless you're told this is a fun game event, like, then yeah, you might troll pick and whatever, but if you're being told this is a tournament, this is actually serious, like,
0: players do sit down and they want to win. Like, no one wants to lose. And at least in my opinion, All-Star is a different example because you're throwing together these teams that haven't played together before in the middle of an off-season where there's just been a new patch. So, like, there's a lot less going towards it, but these are the teams that are in a competitive mode from week three, moving into week four. It's, it's at the least, you should be using it as high quality scrims. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And <laughs> that's still, I would hope, and Out- that's still competitive. Outside of like, you know, uh, the
2: 2v2, I think you're right because I think that you just, you want to make the most of this from an experience angle because I think the thing is is that we, like from an EU perspective, right, the fact that we played without junglers in our mid lane for <laughs> half a split and you guys came and stomped us. I think was actually really good oh, for them, and, and it showed a ton of weaknesses, right? And I think it put a lot of pressure, like on players like Broxa specifically, to step up because that was historically a weakness for uh, Fnatic that you guys completely exposed at Rift Rivals. So I think there is a lot to be gained here, uh, at least in terms of the standard
4: five v five. I think Hundred Thieves, like you know, you might not want to call it scrims, but they they are essentially using this as a roster tryout, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is two players are swapped. You can say Anda is your starter all you want, but like if levi comes in and looks incredible you know then Mm -hmm. maybe they're they're a lot more motivated (laughs) to actually find another sub whether it's for mid lane or top lane who cares but like that that is essentially his tryout right this is his big shot to prove that he can play really well in north america i mean you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier he's not been doing that well in academy but everyone knows levi has been really good internationally before yep so like if you slam this tournament as, as levi and all of a sudden, Hundred Thieves is thinking, "All right, how do we get this guy on stage in the LCS for a regular roster?"
1: In addition, uh, you know, Echo Fox has wanted, talks about wanting to use other players as mm-hmm. well in different combinations, and because Demonteo was banned, they couldn't before. But uh, you know, there are, there are more options if yeah. a bunch of teams start switching around. I like mean,
3: that. I think you mentioned Levi. I also think Brandini. Mm-hmm. Like, if he has a great tournament, the gap between him and someday when they play. Right now, it looks really big, but mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. If, he, if he plays super well, Hunter Thieves might be like, okay, the gap is not that huge. So we can actually run Brandini and therefore use Levi, because the gap between Levi and Anders should also be fairly large, just based on player names. Um, so I think there's, there's two players, obviously, on Hunter yeah. Thieves, really trying to prove something, and it's smart. They can actually use Rift Rivals to test this, because these players will be super, super motivated to perform.
0: All right. We've previewed it. We have a bet between N and EU that we, we decided we okay, were going to so do in so I apologize Euphoria for saying bathroom break,
2: did we get the, t- the power rankings, the top we, six? We got to finish
0: the rest of the power rankings. Okay, we'll so we'll number one, one is G2, two. we think. Yes. Number two? Team Liquid. Over yeah. Fnatic? Yes. Probably. Yeah. I'd say number three? I go Echo Fox. I go yeah, Fnatic, baby. I, I go Fnatic, yeah. They're pulling out this new player called Reckless, <laughs> and he's going to carry.
3: Who is the only player
0: in the EU LCS that has played but has yet to pick up a kill or a death?
3: He was on Jana Kama.
0: They have supports. <laughs> no kills, no deaths. You're not supposed to get that. Hey, he to be fair, don't flame him. Fnatic Samix only G2. has
2: one game where he has kills. He hasn't gotten a kill. Well, actually, I don't remember what game six was. But in
0: four out of five games leading into the last day of week three, Samix had not gotten a kill. So it's not that uncommon. He has a kill now. Uh, I'm going to say Fnatic. They're the defending champs of the ULCS, whereas Echo Fox is third place. I put Echo Fox 4, Hunter Thieves with Brandini, Levi 5, and Splice 6. Yeah. We can agree on 6. Oh, wait. Tell us about Splice, guys. Yeah, they finished third last split. Are they? <laughs> so, are they the Phoenix? One
2: also, remember Marty is probably year?
4: watching the show because he tweeted us a
2: question. All right, that's for sure. One. Love you, Marty. Thank you for constantly <laughs> engaging with us. Yep. We love you. We appreciate you as an owner. Uh, you
0: I, also said their team sucked like five
2: times. No, their team does uh, suck. We did
0: not
3: say that. F- <laughs> word for word. <laughs> I'm saying it. spice yeah, <laughs> suck
2: right now. Uh, it's rough. Uh, the, the sad news is that Niski got a lot better, and like it really seemed like the team was starting to come together, but I think that their bot lanes really struggles in this meta, and I also think oh, yeah. that Xersei the Jungler is the least consistent top European jungler we've ever had. He will, in a single split, go from bottom three to top two in... Like halfway through the split, it just feels like every split there's a change one way or the other. So maybe this is where he
3: shows us that change and he becomes a monster again. But I want to add one more thing. The drafting is ass. Uh, half the games, I don't even think they know what they want to do with this draft. At least there doesn't Mm -hmm. seem to be a connection between what the coach is visualizing for the draft and what the players are visualizing. Uh, Like, they draft Aatrox and then their jungler runs bot lane all game long and Aatrox gets ganked and he dies and then Mm -hmm. Aatrox is not very strong. And it's just like, that's kind of weird. And these kind of weird decisions, they have not adapted well to this new meta. They were like fairly slow team last split as well. Mm -hmm. Like they had a super... Mediocre start to the split with the new roster took them time. Then they got much better once they kind of locked down. Okay, this is how we want to play. Karp is a great team fighter. That's good. Niski in playoffs was actually individually good, but I think right now they they don't have a clear strength, um, which is terrible when you have a bunch of weaknesses uh,
4: because there's a lot of ways then teams can kind of expose you. <laughs> they look so uncoordinated too. Like there's yeah. some watching some of their games. There's like. You know, your bot lane's already dead. You have, like, Odawamne TPing and still finishing his TP and, like, trying to flank, like, 1v5 and stuff. Everyone else is running. Like, there's that, there a what, lot of scratches. That's what
1: I was going to point out is a lot of, uh, like, coaching-related uh, issues, whether it is out-of-game coaching and in-game leadership. Uh, because the, the draft, even the drafting example you gave, you know, them drafting something and the coach having an idea and then the player's doing something else, like, that's something the coach should be telling them as they get into the game. They're like, all right, so we drafted HOX top lane. Let's go
4: top. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the stat, the stat that was the hilarious was... Yep. I think this was week two. Uh Xerxe had 0% jungle proximity with his top lane, <laughs> Which is in the, in the first two weeks, 0%. And remember, never once jungle proximity slightly flawed in the sense that if
2: obviously the ranges aren't perfect in the sense that I can be dead. on Krugs and if you're walking the lane, I'll get yeah. jungle proximity. Just or never been close to each other. Never been close. Yeah. He didn't even and approach his corpse. He didn't even yeah. walk by his dead body at any point in the game because yeah. that also counts for jungle proximity.
4: Yeah, I, I think of... The the U O L game against Splice where Nissi's down like fifty C S at eight minutes and uh
0: I mean you know how so. devastating
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I'm just concerned because uh well, I They mean, did have a better last week though. They did they have went, a better last was, week. They
4: went two I think uh, last week.
3: The Rocket yeah. win was not pretty. Nope. By any means. But, but it was but a win. It was a win and Rocket had picked up a bunch of other wins against all the teams, so not a terrible team uh, mm-hmm. that they, they faced. Uh but I think like They go to Rift Rivals technically with nothing to lose in terms of how to perform, because everyone is going to rank them number six Mm -hmm. uh, with the record they have back in Europe. So hopefully they can use it uh, to improve. But the problem is they don't have to fly back to Europe. So jet lag is going to be a thing. You're going to miss more practice time. And if there's any team out of the teams who are looking towards Worlds that can't afford to miss any practice time who's still behind in the meta and still playing uncoordinated, it's Splice. This will now remove more time from them. Mm-hmm. And then they instantly have to play, I think actually it's a pretty rough schedule they have in week four of the EU because they just played some of the bottom teams now.
2: They're still okay. They still played mostly. They remember, Because remember, the, the rough, excuse though. we gave them for the first couple of weeks was like we weren't sure what form they had was that their strength of
4: schedule. Because they did play G2 and Fnatic. G2 Misfits Fanatic, I think. Yeah.
3: yeah, but still, this team needs to make or playoffs. Or Vitality, rather. Like they have to make playoffs. Like, you get a third I place bring, you have to go to Worlds. Like that's, know, that and must so be your goal. They don't have.
0: I mean, even if they don't make playoffs by Finishing third, they're going to have enough the, championship no points to make regional gone. qualifier. Yeah. They can do that, they're as going to well. be in regional qualifier
3: regardless. But, but I think, if, if you're playing pretty mediocrely or like yeah, poorly all the way up Agreed. to that, like, then you're done for. That's a huge
5: you ho- They got to improve. you when well, your brain practice.
1: expands when you play <laughs> the North American
5: so, teams and true. this enlightening <laughs> experience you're meaning, but
2: I'm actually hoping that that's what happens here because, like, I do think losing
0: to NA is so much more revolutionary than losing to EU. just like that
2: they're going to learn something in scrims here that they're not learning scrimming in EU because talking to Oda in the last week, it just sounds like. Practice right now for them isn't super good because, mm. I mean, obviously this meta you hear from a lot of teams that scrims are like scrims already are notorious for just ending instantly if someone dies two or three times, right? And in a meta where, especially in Europe, where people are trying more bruisers and that's going to be uh, more defining, I imagine it is a little bit difficult for them to sort out any kind of team communication issues or other issues if their practice just looks like some guy gets a solo kill and everything ends.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's go to Twitter questions, actually. We have one good one. Since we have N.A. and E.U. right here, um, <clears throat> we were just all pointing to the Twitter question to say the one Oh, that to do was it. the question? Oh, that's no, the we we funny part. <laughs> uh-huh. uh,
1: Nothing.
5: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that was not suspicious at It wasn't that picture of me? No, no, yeah. no. no
0: so Joe, or at Goose, says, if that's the whole name. league blew up and had to be redrafted, who would your number one overall pick be? And I'm going to classify this into saying it's an E.U. and N.A. super
1: draft.
4: Ooh. Your first pick. Ooh, Tomorrow. Um, I feel like it's Caps or Perks. Mm, no, wait, wait, like, wait, wait, because that messes
1: up all the import no, no, slots. No, no, on, You're saying on, it's, a oh, it's a Super
2: no League. There's no import super restrictions. Uh, okay, it's okay. a Super League. Outside of Korean players. No we'll import say. restrictions. I'm definitely they're getting a European mid laner. So
1: there's a lot think of mid to pick from.
2: think there's two ways to approach this. You can look at like the pure skill aspect, in which case I think Perks and Caps are front runners, but there's also so many players who are touted as like leading their team that I think could be incredibly valuable. Because like I've heard nonstop how influential Doublelift is on a team, and like how much he like teaches the people around him. Now, admittedly, I heard a lot of that from Jarge, who used to work with Doublelift, so probably holds him in reasonably high, high regard. But I think that just immediately going for the best mechanical player you have
4: is not always like the best structure for a team. And and something that, like, I, so I immediately jumped to like the mid laners, but then you also, like, if, if you were really doing this, you do have to look at depth uh, for each position, right? Like, because if you're like, okay, there's there's actually like 11 good mid laners exactly. or whatever. You can get one on the way out. You can get <laughs> one on the way out. Um, but if there's only like three marksman players that you're like, okay, well, we really need that marksman or only three really good top laners or whatever, then those should be your first picks. So it does get pretty complicated if you're trying to do like an actual legit, this is for sure the best mm-hmm. one, but off the top of my head, it's probably something. I'd probably go Huni. Yeah, yeah and I take the it.
0: import slot anyway because he's already in the league and then you just get to fill it with. Yeah, and, and then like, you can still yeah, fill yeah. it with a bunch of any and EU players. I think
3: there's very few top laners you can get that will give you as much impact That's as true, what Huni is going to bring. And if you get, like, this is with 10 teams in my mind, yeah, so hopefully there is still like, so be a
0: lot of talent available. There
3: is still a good enough, like, you can get Power of Evil or something at number mm-hmm. 11. Yeah, um, and then you get Huni as well. Yeah. Like In just terms of just overall roster, even though I do agree, like, right now in this meta, probably perks, yeah. this, but I think Huni pretty what about, standard. What about
1: AD carry? Or bot laner? Are you going to go for a reckless double lift or are you going to go for I'm another, not talking like, reckless that's for sure with so, this card. So that's man, actually man. what i was thinking about because you brought Akuni and I was just trying to figure
2: out like how valuable is flexibility as a player? Like cuz a lot of these players valuable. have shown that they can play and learn new roles and new positions pretty quickly in this meta and be comfortable with that. And I think that's a really cool skill. So I was like thinking about like where would I rank Whippo because He's obviously not the best of the best in, in both bot lane and top lane, but he's shown to be pretty good. And to be able to fit into that role and learn that role quickly mm-hmm. is is a cool yeah, trade I think to bottom have. Bottom laner actually we're might on. be the most
4: might be difficult a a role.
2: Deep, yeah.
0: Bot lane's tough, but even if this was asked at any point in the last like two and a half years, you'd probably say Bjergsen, right? But his stock has fallen, I feel like, so much with TSM finishing
1: sixth and then not looking amazing. Plus, that right. would be if it was just NA. Like, if you also open up to Europe, then there oh, are yeah.
3: more options. I would not pick Birksen like... Even, like, a year and a half ago. Last year, also, I wouldn't have picked him
4: first. No. Unless no, yeah. unless you're thinking, like, in terms of brand and stuff, too. right? Like that's, oh, yeah, from, yeah, that, a from a business, respect, respect, from a business from a yeah, standpoint, yeah, you just it yeah. Course, yeah. And, and that, that obviously changes things if you're looking, you know, brand. And, but and it's also hard because know.
3: is it 10 teams? Is it 20 teams if we're just we all the Sure, we're saying 10. And
0: I think... I think it's actually right now probably between Perks and Huni would be my guess. Yeah. So I, I would can, draft. I could say if it's pits, or probably. Or, yeah. or Double Lift. We're we'll probably. Be yeah, Double would be That's a good, really question. good to pick. Yeah, it's, it's a good, really question. good question. Yeah, I'll go Perks. Um, next question The Cultured Lamnid says to all, should any e Rift Rivals expand, event expand to have more teams in the future? Despite this Rift Rivals gaining attention, Uh, It's small in comparison to the other Rift Rivals competitions. Mm. Like, for instance, the Asian Rift Rivals has LMS, LPL, LCK, four teams from each. It's like this giant 12-team tournament, Mm. and they play like two best of fives. Super fun to watch as well. It's way more games. Yeah,
3: it's so cool.
1: I feel like we were put on timeout and they're like EU and NA. You guys are gonna have to go there by yourselves. No one else wants to join. Well, that. who's
0: gonna be part of that? that's
5: need <laughs> one, of the things one international
1: tournament where we like,
0: feel relevant, Kobe. Don't take it away from us. Like, do you, you just make more NA and EU teams, or do you no, try and like no, no, create no, no, no. a third rival region? I don't think you. You can't create a third it has rival. To be well, NA, I mean,
1: you, you could include teams. other things like Turkey or. Uh, we're not yeah, know, rivals with them. Yeah, we're not rivals. This is but then you become rivals. Yeah, exactly. We're like them
4: versus I think.
3: I mean, um, were, it would be Brazil then, and it would be, like, Turkey. Just bring in, like, the OPL
4: the NFL, so we can all feel or... good about ourselves. Everyone <laughs> beats yeah. 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 like I if, think it has to
0: say NAEU. You could technically make it four teams and change the format, but, like, you do, let's say you do the... This is probably impossible logistically because you're trying to plan, like, flights and everything else in advance. I'd love it if they're, like, the first-place team in each league as well as the three-place teams... Well, oh, uh, the current, split. current yeah, team. so you don't have like some. Oh, I would like so that, that. way, like, misfits would be here, right? Yeah. But yeah. that's that's actually impossible to do T-S- logistically.
4: CSM T-S- would get joined, but yeah, I had heard that the reason we can't do the current ones is because of a visa issue. Yeah, it's and all yeah. The it's hard that anyway, so I mean, without any logistical restrictions, that's good. But the other reason that I think that we can Skype them in, we'll Skype in misfits, <laughs> yeah, yeah <there> you go. <laughs> they can <laughs> play
0: a 200-pay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. game. <laughs> that's,
4: that's everyone's fourth <laughs> team, it's a 200-pay We fly one of your teams over to Europe, so they can play on
5: 200-pay. Oh, no, yeah, sure,
2: yeah. But I think one of the things that's really nice for, for the Asian Rift rivals specifically with LCK, LMS, and LPL is that like regionally they're all actually pretty close to each other and there's not a massive time zone change wherever <laughs> you're traveling there which is NA I love our rivalry but there's a huge like travel burden on the teams that are going like you guys experienced it last year still beat us whatever mm-hmm. fine mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, worse uh, experience this year clearly much <laughs> worse because our jet lag is really bad but uh <laughs> You know, I think that is something to consider, is that it's difficult. This is a difficult rivalry to maintain, guys. You're not very close. I
3: like EU versus NA for Rift Rivals, personally. Are you holding
2: your
0: heart or just oh, like no, touching sorry, your... Oh, no, sorry. Sorry.
3: I just wanted to touch my own nipples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I got turned on here <laughs>
0: talking about EU versus NA. Um,
1: anyway. This is a family show, Deficio. Please keep your hands to yourself. Uh, you have okay. your own microphone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> he told me at the beginning of the show, uh, don't you ever touch I like EU
3: versus NA. It's great. Okay. What were you saying before
1: I, you started? Said, like, like, whoever has to edit this audio is going to be is, so pissed. There, there's there's just like there is no
3: third region to currently put into our tournament. And I don't think there will ever be. No, so, probably not. I mean, who knows? Maybe some other regions somewhere I mean, close to us.
2: Brazil could just smash both of us at every international tournament for the next two years. And then we would be like, okay, Brazil is definitely our rival. Yeah.
0: The Spanish National League gets so good, we just invite them to Rift Rivals mm-hmm. as well. Did we have a, We have a bet that we still haven't talked about. We need to lock oh, yeah. this down the EU versus NA Rift Rivals bet. You guys do like a bet every episode of EUphoria for some reason. It's hard. It's, like it's really hard to keep up. They like were inspired gimmick.
1: by our original bets. You
0: only Wait, what pick oh, high-quality bets. You guys do it too often. No.
2: No, because yes. the thing is, is no. it's yes. only with you three. If you had a pro player guest every day, then yeah. bets are great.
3: It's actually easy to do it every week, as long as you reach out to your audience and mm-hmm. ask them for ideas. And you just got to make sure that... The tweets are out of the question. They're too lame now.
0: Tweets are lame. Always has we to best be something
3: glided. where you film something, say mm-hmm. something, do something on the broadcast.
0: Dress up like a what cheerleader, is. do a cartwheel. Yeah, it's actually really We cool. actually did reach out to Twitter a couple weeks ago asking for bets for this EU versus NA. And the one oh. we decided on was whichever region loses, they have to make a promo video for the enemy podcast. Yes. So that's what we're going to do. Enemy. Enemy. Which is great, by the way. The person that suggested that,
2: (laughs) I think people we already like replied to, the person that suggested that, I'm sorry, I do not remember what their Twitter handle was, but that was a great idea. Thank you. That was a super good Mm -hmm. idea. It was a fantastic bet. And yeah. the
4: promo, I'm sure, is, for the dive is going to be great. Like, yeah. You guys are going <laughs> to do a good job. I can't wait for all the more advertising. <laughs> I
0: have, uh-huh. We I have, have some good confidence. costumes for
1: you guys to do it in, actually. Uh-huh. Uncle yeah. Yeah. Sam. We'll had. let you take it back to Europe with you.
0: We
3: have seen the original promo you had. That quality was pretty low. So I guess we don't have a whole lot we need to beat. Like, uh-huh. you'd be a cop on a table or something, and you walk in the kitchen and do some dumb stuff. So I guess we can just do it. Exactly I've actually the same. still
1: never seen an episode of your show. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not even joking. That's not even a joke. <laughs>
3: I don't really watch
5: the
4: dive either.
5: <laughs> I'm not gonna watch this episode. are talking to each other.
4: Uh, anyway, <laughs> that, that was like the freak aggression where you were like, "No,
1: and you're an idiot." You really <laughs> flamed our promo. I just said he it was did. easy to beat it.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know about you guys, but
3: has to be at least 10 seconds. Uh, it has to be more than 10 seconds long.
1: Yeah, ask me like quick uh, Oh, if, we're, if, yeah. if you do it, you're gonna want to do it well though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if sure. I lost the bet, I'm gonna want to make the promo. Because
0: it just looks bad on for you. For Euphoria, good on you. because yeah. at, at least one need... an
4: episode. And it'll then give, you, it'll give you a sense of pride and accomplishment. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, Dracos, mm-hmm. you went to the bathroom earlier, so you get to finish the show. Oh God. Right,
4: hold on. We're we're gonna go. Have am good one, bathroom. guys. No, oh, wait.
0: we're all
2: leaving. Sweet, Martin, you can't leave. You've already been gone for two weeks from our show. Oh God. I'm Jat now. Hi, everybody. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of Dive Foria. Thanks again to Deficio and Dracos for joining us here today. Hopefully, we can get the full roster back together sometime later in the year for another episode of Dive Foria. Rift Rivals starts this Thursday, July 5th at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time at 9.30 p.m. Central European time. We'll see everybody there.